Hello, everybody. Welcome to From the Sidelines. My name is Noah Tyree, and I'm here with Chad Davis, Devin Davis, and Josh Duvall. How's it going? How's it going? And today, we're going to talk about some sports. Feel free to follow us on our Instagram and Twitter, at TheFTSPod. Don't forget to subscribe to our iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube accounts. And send in questions or comments to us at TheFTSPod at gmail.com for our mailbag segment. All right, so guys, do you remember when Noah said that the Bucks were dominating the Eastern Conference Finals? Oh, I vividly remember that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, um, well, what did he say? Was it like, what do you think about the Bucks dominating the series? Was that what mm-hmm. he said? Okay. Yeah, he definitely used the word dominate. Um, okay. Noah, why don't you tell us how you feel about that? Uh, okay, so let me just go ahead and apologize to the fine city of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, because I am... <laughs> I am sorry that I jinxed any hope of you going to the title game. And you deserve better than that, especially this season after the year Giannis has had. I, uh, that's honestly all I can say because I feel pretty bad. I'm sorry. I'm calling it now. Next year, Giannis is going to come out even better, and he's going to put up better stats like around the board. Oh, yeah. He, he got way, a lot of experience for this, and that was the thing that he really lacked so far so and if he works like really hard this offseason and gets himself a good shot oh man he's gonna be insane he's gonna be a force to reckon with he already is but if he gets a three-pointer dude shut it down Giannis is gonna be mvp for years and years to come absolutely uh that shot is the only thing he's ever lacked next to experience and if he can get that consistent shot I don't care what you say, he will be at least a four-time MVP if he gets a shot. Three at the least. Yeah, I agree. What do we What do we think uh, changed from games two to games three through six uh, that allowed the Raptors to kind of gain control of the series and eventually win four in a row? Well, they uh, they shut down Giannis in a way that no other team could. And they just forced him to shoot, and that's all you had to do. And sent him to the foul line more times than he was comfortable with. <laughs> it, it was it was something to watch. It was almost hack a Giannis like, really. So, I'm also gonna say that Eric Bledsoe was booty. Yeah, uh, you can't play 30 minutes and only get eight points in the playoffs, Eric Bledsoe. Uh, you let down the blue blood of Kentucky. I hope you know that. Yeah, that extension that he signed a few weeks before the playoffs is looking. Yikes, four years, 70 million is not exactly what you want for a guy that can't play in a playoff series. He looks so frightened when he takes shots, too. He needs to learn how to shoot more comfortably. It's just like, he's just like he freaks out if he shoots more than a 15-footer. Yeah, he's always been more of like a slasher. I remember back when he was on the Clippers at the very beginning of his career, people were starting to call him a mini LeBron just because he's a little, he's small and he's really built and he's really good at driving. Uh, obviously, he's nowhere near as good as LeBron, but he had similar aspects of his game. I also thought another problem with Milwaukee was Chris Middleton. Uh, he's another guy on the team that went over 30 minutes and only scored single digits. Uh had he did do that game five, he would have had a triple-double, and I don't think uh, this series would be the way it is. Uh, he was very inconsistent throughout, and I think he honestly knows that. I will give uh, credit to Brooke Lopez, though. He did. He was one of the players for the Bucks that stepped up throughout these 
Eastern Conference Final games. I I completely agree. Brooke Lopez has been the biggest steal for Milwaukee ever, especially for that cheap. Like I said last episode, a three point three million for the way he produces is absolutely insane. He actually had a great year for them. So, like this year, he had more blocks this season than Kevin Garnett ever had in one season, and made more threes than Kobe Bryant ever made in one season. Brooke Lopez did. And this is like years after his prime, too. Absolutely. That tells you how Mike Budenholzer runs his system, really. And it tells you how bad of a general manager Magic Johnson was for letting him walk in free agency. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess we're thankful that he stepped down. One factor that I think really changed for Toronto as the series went on was the fact that their bench depth kind of stepped up and took advantage of the poorest Bucks defense. They had players like Norman Powell and even Fred Van Fleet, who I don't think is as good as Kyle Lowry, but, you know, uh, step up and kind of contribute off the bench even when Danny Green was struggling and kind of took his minutes. And I kind of think that the role players really made a difference throughout the series. Yeah, and uh, back to what I said last episode about how big winning that game three was. Um, it kind of swung the momentum of the whole series concerning the Bucks didn't win another game after that. And it seemed like the Bucks just never bounced back from that game. And it was more of a mental thing to me because... If the Bucks obviously go up 3-0, it's, the series is almost over because they just have to win one more game. Whereas if it's 2-1 and you have another home game to tie the series up, it's just, it's just a huge swing. And I think that's what changed the series to me. I also, another thing that I thought uh, really shut down Milwaukee after that game three was the way Kawhi, Kawhi's defense affected him after the while. Because when... Giannis shot in the regular season, he shot 58%. And when Kawhi guarded him this series, he only shot 35 And I think that speaks to Kawhi's length and his lateral quickness and the way he can put defense onto one man. Like It's almost like you can't even move when he's guarding you. Yeah, uh, one thing I really like about Kawhi this series with, uh, was his hustle. Like you said, with his defense, he was really staying at Giannis and going after him every possession. And also uh, on the boards, he got 17 rebounds in game six, and that just shows his hustle and that he follows through with his shots and always goes for the boards and just keeps his team in every possession. Yeah, I think Kawhi definitely hit another level this year. I don't know if there was something about being traded where something in him clicked and he's like, oh, the Spurs don't want me anymore, even though he was technically the one that wanted out. But it's probably just something that has to do with being traded, like, oh, I'm going to prove that you're going to miss me. (laughs) I really really think that Kawhi is a better fit in Toronto than he was with the Spurs. I just feel like, you know, he's absolutely 100% the guy in Toronto. The fan base is just insane there. They're like, really behind him his team is really solid and he's playing like an mvp constantly i just think he's a great fit so do you guys think he's gonna end up staying or what do you guys think it's gonna happen with Kawhi? well i just want to say that he was a major upgrade from derozan while derozan's still good it's just Kawhi is the claw like he's almost he's almost uncomparable speaking of him i i don't know if i if we would be saying that if DeRozan 
didn't have to play LeBron all those years. I feel like DeRozan, if he didn't have to go through LeBron, uh, we would already seen Toronto in the finals. Uh, I don't know, I don't know about, about that. I don't know about that either. Even if DeRozan was still on the team this year instead of Kawhi, he'd have to go through Giannis just like Kawhi did. And I don't see DeRozan keeping up as well as uh, Kawhi did. That may be fair. That may be fair. But at the same time, say last year how they got swept by Cleveland. Do you think they'd get swept like that or even beat like that if it wasn't LeBron? Because I guarantee you DeRozan would I guarantee at least he would have made one final. I feel like if... Kawhi's team played that LeBron team, then Kawhi's team definitely would have won. That Cavaliers team was terrible. The roster was actually, like, horrible. <laughs> LeBron Jeff James Green and a bunch won- of dudes. Jeff Green won them a Game <laughs> 7 in Boston. Boston fans literally have to deal with the fact that they lost to Jeff Green, and now they can't even make it out of the first or second round. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I don't even know who Jeff Green plays for this year. <laughs> Is it the Grizzlies? That was about to be my guess. But just that right there says how embarrassing that is. Um, That Cavs team was horrible, Uh, aside from LeBron, obviously. And, you know, when he he left, we obviously obviously saw what happened to them this season. So don't you dare disrespect the GOAT Seti Osman on that team. He really helped them out that year. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, he really did. (laughs) Can't forget the other GOAT, you know, uh, Jordan Clarkson. Rodney Hood, Tristan Thompson, you know, the big three. Colin Sexton. <laughs> Chad, Colin Can't Sexton's work. on the team this year. We're talking about last year. Mm. Anyway, uh, enough of that. Back to the original question. I think uh, Kawhi was definitely going to leave. But now, seeing how the way that this year has gone... And that he's the guy on this Raptors team, has a solid team around him. And that he's they've made the first ever finals in their franchise history. I, I think he has a good chance of staying now. I really do. I, I want him to stay. Because like that Toronto like fan base is so supportive. And it's like one of the best fan bases in the NBA. He gets to represent like all of Canada. And like he's doing an amazing job. He's got the support. He's got the teammates. He's got the coach. I don't see why on earth he would leave. And like, although he, you know, never smiles, he seems pretty happy there. <laughs> uh, no, I've seen more press conferences of him smiling this playoffs with Toronto than I ever did out of the whole career he had in San Antonio. Exactly. Like he actually has the slightest smirk in Toronto when he just had a straight <laughs> face in in San Antonio. Plus, they're offering him free housing and free food just to stay. Ooh. Yeah, he, he definitely needs that. Yeah, like, I don't Because <laughs> the million, millions of dollars he makes won't, won't support himself. Well, even with millions of dollars, you're not going to take free housing? Oh, yeah, definitely. I would, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, he, they are treating him like he has built his own identity in Toronto. And they're repaying him for doing that. But yeah, it's uh, it's funny because when he does post-game interviews and stuff, you can tell whenever the interviewer starts praising how he played, he'll like crack a smirk for half a second, but, but then realize that, oh, he can't be smiling. He has no emotion. So it'll just like quickly vanish. And he's just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's whatever. 
And yeah, with the impressive play of um, Pascal Siakam, the way he's improved over the course of this year, if he keeps improving over the next few years, Toronto's got some really nice building blocks for the future. And I, I think Kawhi should see that and should stay. Um, they're a relatively young team aside from like Mark Gasol. But even without Marcus Saul, they could just slide in Serge Ibaka to that center spot and or even move Pascal to center. So they have a lot of a lot of variety and a lot of young talent. And Kawhi's still young. He's I'd say he's in his prime right now, but I think his prime's gonna last for a while just because his prime came so early in his career. Um, I think it'd be a very smart decision for him to stay. Yeah, and I also want to commend the efforts of Nick Nurse. Uh, he did something uh, Hall of Fame-worthy coach of Dwayne Casey couldn't do, and that's get past the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, asterisk, asterisk with LeBron. <laughs> You're exactly right. You're exactly right. But I do want to give credit to Nick Nurse. Uh, he was able to take this team farther than anybody else could, and he was able to show them that they can actually do this. And I also want to commend him for being able to work with Kawhi. Not saying that Greg Popovich didn't, but being able to handle the, the shyness and the way he just wants to work and not really get in his way about emotional things, that's very commendable. Uh, I'm going to add another asterisk there to add on to LeBron, except I'm going to say, but with Giannis. Okay, you just put me in hush mode. <laughs> I mean, well, okay, I kind of want to talk about this for, for a second, but um, think about, like, this Bucks team with Giannis. Do you really think that uh, that Cavaliers team last year with LeBron is better or worse? No. Worse. No. Way worse. Exactly. Exactly. That's why I think it's more impressive that he went up against Giannis and defeated Giannis in that Bucks team. I just feel like LeBron is just LeBron. and He, he can... is LeBron. Indeed, he is. <laughs> He's definitely but LeBron. <laughs> But he could just like single-handedly just demolish teams by himself. Now, not that he can do that anymore because he's like 34 years old, and, not and then the Gian- and Giannis is still kind of young. So I I don't know if it's exactly the same thing, but yeah, it's still impressive though. Well, let's not act like this isn't the same man that stopped Miami and LeBron from getting a three-peat. Um, even though LeBron averaged, I think, 28 that series, he held LeBron to complete minimal to what he could do. And at, on his own could shut down that def- uh, the offense of Miami. Yeah, I mean, at that time, he was only 21 years old. So that just shows all the progression he's made and all the talent that he has. And he's in his prime right now, and he's got a few years even more than that left of his prime. And if he keeps getting better, he could win himself a couple or even a few MVPs. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I'm going to sit Jokic in the back of the train for a second. Uh, how is Kawhi not won an MVP? Because he doesn't do, he did not do this in the regular season. He sits out too many games. He, he yeah. rests too many games. He only played a few more games than LeBron did this year, and he wasn't even injured. I feel like Kawhi is the guy that needs to just win the MVP just one random year. <laughs> well, he already has a finals MVP, so he has a chance to get another 
<laughs> Speaking of possibly winning another one, what do you guys predict for the finals? Warriors in four. All right, moving on to the next subject. Hey, no. No. Back up. There's no way the Warriors are winning four. This is the first. Okay, okay, first okay, time. okay, okay. No, right. let, me, let me go. Let me go. I'm on to something. <laughs> this, is, this is the first time the Raptors are in the NBA Finals. They're not going to go get swept. I promise you that. They will fight their butts off. And the Warriors aren't going to have Kevin Durant the first, first few games. He's already ruled out for game one. So I really hope the Raptors win. Maybe I'm just being like too hopeful. But what Noah said about the Bucks last week, if the Raptors are the ones that pull this off, I will do everything that Noah said he would do with the Bucks. <laughs> Is that so? Do we quote that on podcast? Uh, I'm going to second that. I'm going to join you in that, Chad. Uh, okay. I'm being very optimistic, but I really, really, really want the Raptors to win. Yeah, I think they have a good chance with the way they've been playing. Kawhi locked down Giannis. I think he can lock down Kevin Durant if he can lock down Giannis. I mean, Kevin Durant's better than sh- better at shooting the ball than Giannis. But Giannis is just so lengthy. He's seven feet tall. He's got a massive wingspan. If Kawhi can shut him down, like even while going to the basket, I think he can shut Kevin Durant down as well. The only thing I don't really think that they have an answer for is Steph Curry. I just don't think that Kyle Lowry or Fred Van Fleet are even remotely close to Stephen Curry's abilities, and I don't see them keeping up. Yeah, that's the one thing that scares me. When you have a pretty okay point guard uh, and you're going up against Stephen Curry, it's probably not going to go well. And Devin, I know that you probably have some thoughts on this, so why don't you go yeah. ahead? Kyle Lowry's cool. number one fan. Uh, before you guys dog on my boy Kyle Lowry, uh, one underrated aspect of the NBA Finals I think is kind of being overlooked, and that's the fact that the Raptors have home court advantage. I didn't even realize that until Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Finals that the Raptors would have home court advantage. Uh, so when you look at the facts that uh, the Warriors will have to win a road game, um, you can get some free Locos Tacos from Taco Bell if that happens. Uh, <laughs> but I think the Raptors might actually have a chance. All right, well, here, let me put it to you this way. Uh, they're saying Boogie may come back for the finals, may, may come back. If Kevin Durant and Boogie do not come back and it gives them time to win a couple games, I'll take the Warriors in five or six. But if Katie and Boogie come back together, Warriors in four, no questions asked. I'm taking Raptors in seven. Ooh. That's the optimism talking, but I'm taking Raptors in seven. I, I love to hop on that train with you. At this point, I'm just, every season the Warriors get to the championship, I'm just going to side against them. Even if I think they're going to win, I'm just being optimistic, and I think the Raptors are going to do it. I think they have a solid chance. I definitely think they have a better chance than the Cavs team did last year. Um, I think they can do it. I'm going to take the smart money and go Warriors in five. It's not that I don't want the Raptors to win. Can can we please understand that as a whole? It's just, I'm not going to be optimistic. I'm tired of being let down every year. I'm tired of seeing Curry, Thompson in the finals, and I'm sick of it. 
As an NBA fan, this is absolutely disgusting. We need variety, not the same team. Hey, Chad. Hey, Chad. Guess what? What? Our prediction is going to be right. Because Noah said the Bucks were dominating the series and the Bucks lost. He's saying the Warriors are going to win the series, so the Warriors are going to lose. They are going to spread their butt cheeks right over the Raptors, and we're gonna we're never going to hear from them again. That's the bottom line, and I hope they win it all. All right, here here's where I'm here's where I'm marking my words down. I'm going to give the Raptors. They probably split games one and two. They they take one on the road in in Golden State, and then Kevin Durant comes back for game four. And then the series goes back to Toronto, and the Raptors win in seven. That's what I'm going with. I'm, I'm doing agreeing it. with I'm that. A, I'm doing it to myself. I'm going to hate Raptors myself later. But Raptors in seven, buddy. Let's ride the train. Ba- Raptors in seven. Yeah, I'll ride it with you. You all can catch me on the caboose of the train having a cup of tea because I'm not, I'm not riding this with you. Well, I'm me not- and Chad are going to ride straight to Toronto. We're going to Canada, and we're going to win in seven. I hope. And honestly, pray you all have to paint your face. Okay, I'll do it. Hey, I'll do it. Anything yeah. for the Warriors losing. But Noah, if you're on the caboose, aren't you still riding the train? Uh, hey, there you go. Yeah. Right. Good point. Okay. Well, I think you guys are forgetting one aspect with the Raptors, though. They have to overcome the Drake curse, and I uh, don't know that that's possible. Hey, they made it to the finals, though. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. Hey, it's the championship game, and then you collapse. Hey, this is the Raptors' year. The curse, the curse will be broken. First time in the finals in their franchise history. They're exactly. doing it. I'm calling it right yeah. now. Let's do it. Yep, Toronto's going to win, and that curse is going to turn into a blessing. And Drake's a UK fan, so that's going to work out. With, that's going to work out for us too. It's just gonna. It's just gonna flip the curse. Curse is gonna be a blessing after this because Toronto is gonna win in seven. I honestly hope Drake does jumping jacks in front of the Warriors bench the whole game. <laughs> Please, <laughs> I, I hope he gets in Draymond's face the entire series. Absolutely. Wait. So, so speaking of that, what are your guys' opinions on that? Because that's been a bit of a controversy that Drake has been like into the game, like he- literally. <laughs> On the court, in the huddles. If you are an ambassador of the team, and pretty much an ambassador for your country as a whole, I think that's a whole different level than just a fan. Especially when he donates the money that he makes from his albums and his music to the franchise itself. I think if you do that, then uh, you have no problem. You do whatever you want. And he paid for, like... One of their new facilities, too, didn't I, I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, he's just having fun. Let him have his fun. I like it. It's uh, it's entertaining. Yeah, it brings life into the finals that the Warriors are going to suck out. You mean, I disagree. You mean the Raptors are going to win yeah. in a Game 7 thriller? Exactly. Smart right, man, Jed. Enough, enough of that. Enough of that. Well, why don't well you got this amazing point guard in Kyle Lowry? Apparently, he's so great. Why can't he lead him to the victory? Uh, because I'm gonna take the best shooter of all time over, uh, in fact, any point guard in the lead. Thank you very much. Yeah, but Kyle Lowry has the plus minus of like 15. 
since Devin's the man with the plus minus stats. But yeah, uh, speaking of plus minus stats, Fred Van Fleet had a better plus minus. And this is for Devin. Devin loves plus minuses. This is all for him. He had a better plus minus than Kyle Lowry in every game during the Bucks series, except for game three. And specifically in game four, I think it was, his was plus 28 and Lowry had a plus zero. Yeah, when you're playing against uh, the Bucks' second team that consists of players like, uh, you know, Sterling Brown, George Hill, Pat Connaughton. Is Sterling that, Brown that, even that in your second team? <laughs> uh, he played, in, yeah, he made it in game six. Okay, I'm, I thought he was like their 12th man. Or wait, that was actually game five, my bad. But I stand, point stands. Uh, he when, also you get to, has... when you get to when you get to pad your plus minus against the scrubs of the Bucks backcourt on their bench, I'll take I'll take uh, Kyle Lowry's plus minus any day of the week. Well, yeah, but Kyle Lowry's plus minuses are either like plus twenty or minus thirty. <laughs> it's, it's no like middle ground, hardly. Yeah, the, the mention... team go the team goes as Kyle Lowry goes. Not to mention he played against Eric Bledsoe, and Eric Bledsoe had a pretty bad series, so you'd expect Kyle Lowry to have a better plus-minus than what he had. Eric Bledsoe is still a, an All-NBA first-team defensive player, though. And speaking of All-NBA teams, let's, uh, let's, I'm going to go through the All-NBA first-team real quick, and uh, let, let's get our thoughts. Uh, uh, all in order, Stephen Curry... James Harden, Paul George, Giannis, and Nikolai Jokic, your boy. Yeah, let's go. You love seeing Jokic on first team All NBA. Well, personally, I would have put Kawhi over Paul George for first team, but can't relate. I would not. No, no. That, that's a hot take. I mean, obviously Kawhi is having this nice run in the playoffs, but. Throughout the regular season, Paul George had better numbers. Uh, yeah. yeah. Kawhi only played in 60 games. I have a hard time rewarding a player that just chooses to sit out games. Yeah. One thing I think was a close call was that center position. Uh, I know Jokic is your boy, Chad, but I feel like Joel Embiid was also deserving of first team. Well, yeah, he was also deserving, but the voters voted. So, what are you gonna do, Joel? He's I don't I don't know. He might be too clumsy to be on first team. I don't know if he can even handle being on there. <laughs> He'll get hurt before he can make first team. Hey, how many times did Jokic look at a phone on the bench? Oh, oh, that was <laughs> that was that one. was it a good one though? Because that was literally nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. It, it was Amir Johnson's phone, and he looked over his shoulder. Well, we already talked about that. So, yeah, I feel like Joe Embiid could be first team. I think they're both worthy of it, so uh, could go either way. But good for Jokic. Obviously, Giannis is going to get it. Obviously, Harden is going to get it. Uh, obviously, Curry's going to get it. I think they were all locks because you know Curry's. Definitely the best point guard. Harden's definitely the best shooting guard. Giannis is definitely the best power forward. It's almost weird because I feel like they got it right. But then you look at the second team, you see the likes of Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, and Joel Embiid. 
and you those are those are first team guys too. I, I don't know. It's just like you can't really take any any guy off first team though. It's just really weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've actually got a problem. Well, not a problem, but I'm gonna bring it up with the second team. Uh, Kyrie Irving got that point guard position. Do you think it should have been Kyrie or Russell Westbrook? Well, I think Kyrie should not even have been third team. So I'm definitely going Westbrook. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going Westbrook too. I'm going Westbrook too, but Kyrie not even being third team, I don't know. I would have gone Westbrook. I would have gone Westbrook, but I would have put Kyrie on the. I would put him on the third team. Yeah, no, I'm putting Westbrook on the second team before I'm putting Kyrie. Um, you know why? Um, this man's averaged a triple double for three years in a row, and it's going unseen, and it's criminally awful. Everybody just thinks he's a stat patter. But, like, this year especially, I think he kind of settled down and, like, accepted his role and let Paul George take over. Yeah, and he's still getting triple doubles, even behind the MVP caliber Paul George, so. He's just a hustle player. He's not a stat batter. He just always goes after the ball no matter what. And even though I wish he would get a better shot. Oh, God, (laughs) if he had a good shot, he'd be first team. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I'm just biased against Kyrie because he's. Who are you putting? Who are you putting over Kyrie? Yeah, that's a good question because I also see Kemba Walker's on third team, and it can't get much worse than that. Well, speaking of third team, it rounds out from Kemba with LeBron, Blake Griffin, and Rudy Gobert. Which Rudy and Blake Griffin, I'm fine on third team, but uh, LeBron on third team thoughts? <laughs> uh. Give me uh, LaMarcus Aldridge over LeBron for third team. Uh, when you think of the fact that the Spurs lost Kawhi, they were still able to take a step forward in the w- loaded Western Conference. And LeBron only played 55 games, did not play defense. Um, I, I would like to value defense a little bit in my All-NBA votes. And when you look at... Um, Marcus Aldridge's stats: twenty-one and nine, um, consistently playing every night, carrying the Greg Popovich Spurs to a better record than the Lakers had. Huh? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna agree with Chad on that. Huh? Uh, uh, LeBron. Opinion. Uh, huh? <laughs> yeah, LeBron still averaged twenty-seven, and yeah, he set out some, but I mean, the man hurt his groin. Uh, he asked it out. Um, yeah, but man, we understand how that hurts. Yeah, we we understand the pain of a groin injury. So I just I, I that just kind of disgusts me. If I'm going to be honest, Lamarcus Aldridge over. LeBron. I'm not taking 21 and nine over 27 eight and eight. Agreed. He was still good when he did play. Like Noah just said, it's just it's just he got hurt midway through the year. And LeBron James being on third team just sounds like a doesn't sound like it it uh, should be right. Um, I will agree with the fact that defense should be valued in that, but at the same time, it's still twenty seven, eight, and eight. That's like a career year for most players, <laughs> and that's considered his down year. Exactly. Like no, Lamar that. that you are on something, Devin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I just I do see his point that he got hurt at Christmas and didn't come back and play after that. But 
I I don't think I don't see how you could replace LeBron with Aldridge though. I don't either. Um, I think I would consider replacing Gobert with Aldridge over LeBron. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. I think Aldridge only qualifies as a forward, though. Correct? I don't. I don't know, honestly. I don't think he's he... eligible for center. Okay, I don't know. I know he plays center from time to time, so I don't know if he was eligible or not. Moving on to the all-defensive teams, uh, the first team consisting of Eric Bledsoe, Marcus Smart, Paul George, Giannis, and Rudy Gobert, and the second team filling out with Drew Holiday, Clay Thompson, Kawhi Leonard, Draymond Green, and Joel Embiid. Okay. Why is the second team better than the first team? <laughs> I was about to ask that. Uh, out of these two teams, which one are you taking? The second team, and I'm not losing sleep over it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to second that opinion. Third. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it a clean sweep. Well, I was going to – actually, I don't know if I uh, – hmm. you said the second team is better than the first team? Yeah. Yeah, it is. At defense or overall? Defense. Overall. Or, defense. Or, even both, really, both. Okay, yeah, I agree. Well, I, I think it's more well-rounded, but, I mean, the first team's got Paul, George, Giannis, and Rudy. But Marcus Smart and Bledsoe are your guards. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I was saying. The second team's definitely more rounded, more well-rounded. <laughs> like, I don't know about you, but I'm taking Drew Holiday over Eric Bledsoe any day of the week. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I... Absolutely, for sure, taking Clay Thompson over Marcus Smart. <laughs> Clay got yeah. Clay got completely, just completely overlooked through this whole voting process. Don't don't get me started on how Clay has been messed with this year. Uh, that man got screwed out of a supermax contract, and we all know he deserves one. If you can score sixty points on eleven dribbles, you deserve some money. But he just wants to win championships, so. I agree with that. That's I, more important to him. That speaks to his character. That absolutely speaks to his character. But if I was him and I'm putting up that type of production and I'm playing like third option on that team, no, no, you need some money from me. I just wish his character wasn't like that, though. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Because it annoys me that he's that good, but he's on this super team where he's always overlooked. He needs to leave. He needs to leave, really. He could he could lead his own team if he wanted to. I think he needs to go somewhere else. Where would you think he would go? Any team, like at all, up, yeah. like I can decide. Hey, he can he can go with Kevin Durant to the Knicks. Mm, Kyrie, Clay, <laughs> and KD in New York with DeAndre Jordan and <laughs> ooh. Now I want him to go to like a random team that nobody would expect. <laughs> go to Grizzlies. <laughs> I was trying to set the Grizzlies. <laughs> Why are the Grizzlies the random team no one thinks of? What like yeah, what if you went to like the Hornets or something like that? That would be a dynamic duo with him and Kimba. What if he goes to New Orleans and plays with Zion and AD? If the AD doesn't leave. If that happens and AD still leaves, I'm I'm done. <laughs> There's got to be something wrong with that system in New Orleans if AD would leave after that. Yeah, no, that's that speaks to probably like Alvin Gentry or something. 
Hey, Chad, I got a question for you. Yo. Which vote do you find more outlandish? Steph Curry for first team all defense or Robert Covington? Because somebody gets the right to put these players on their first team ballot. And honestly, they should have it revoked. Well, I guess uh, the more outlandish one would be Steph Curry, I guess. Definitely Steph Curry. Robert Absolutely. Covington's a great defender. Like, he didn't play, he didn't get to play the whole season, but he's always been known for his defense. And I think if he did play the entire season, he'd get more votes than just one for first team. And yeah. uh, he averaged better uh, stats. Obviously, defense is more about uh, just blocks and steals. I mean, just look at what Kawhi did on Giannis this past series. Uh, but he. He averaged more steals and blocks than uh, Kawhi did. Yeah, he had 2.7 steals and 1.3 blocks. That's saying something. And if you got to play the whole season, I feel like you'd get a lot more votes. So, guys, the NBA Finals are coming up. Uh, would you all want to go to a game? Like, I would if it wasn't in Toronto because I can't get to Toronto. Nor can, yeah. I Nor can I get to Oakland. But if I could, I would love to go to a game. Josh, what, how, how would I go about getting tickets to that game, though? You need to download SeatGeek right now. Go on there, use our code FTSPOD to get $20 off your first purchase, and you can buy a ticket to one of those final games with $20 off using our code FTSPOD, which you should definitely do. And then when you buy your ticket, you can see the value in which you get. Mm-hmm, yes, definitely. Uh, each, each ticket has a picture including a rank between 1 and 10 being good or bad. So you can see a picture of your view from the app, and you can know whether it's a good deal or a bad deal. I mean, you can't get any better than that. Look for the big green dots. Those are the good deals. <laughs> mm-hmm. and don't forget to use our code, FTSPOD. All right, and that concludes another episode of the From the Sidelines podcast. I hope you guys are as pumped for the NBA Finals as we are. Hey, we are, because Raptor's taking it. Me and Josh. Me and Josh. Just in the podcast. In the podcast. I'm tired of hearing optimism. <laughs> if you would like to send in your thoughts to who you think is going to win the NBA Finals, feel free to email us at dftspod at gmail.com or DM us and leave us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at dftspod. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye.